Hello. I have been wanting to do this for quite a while. I love, love music and I get a lot of inspiration and ideas from songs. I actually have created coaching tools and <laughs> strategies literally from lyrics and songs. As I'm listening to them, I get ideas. The Lord speaks to me. He uses the truth. He uses the concept and he shares things with me. And I actually want, I feel like there's so much healing coming through the words that are written in song, especially because of the way music lands in our hearts and sticks with our soul. And I've been thinking about doing episodes where I, I actually look at some different songs and the truth in them, the concepts and the, the thoughts and emotions of the song and use it kind of as a coaching tool, a way that we can extract truth and direction and guidance through written word and music. So this is kind of my first go at it. I'm actually, I've been thinking about this specific song for a long time. I actually have a a list of songs that I want to comb through and see what God's saying to us through it and how we can actually coach ourselves through life, extracting the, the ideas and the hope in the music that we listen to. And there's one particular song, this one that was written by a man named Horatio Scaffold. And he was a really successful attorney and investor who lost his fortune in the Great Fire of Chicago back in 1871. Around the same time, his four-year-old son died of scarlet fever. It was his only son. He thought, okay, we've been through so much. His, you know, my family could use a vacation. So he sent his wife and four other children, girls, to England on a ship. And then he was going to meet them after wrapping up his business in Chicago. On the water, however... The ship his wife and daughters were on that get collided with another ship. That was a thing. It could happen. It's crazy. But it sunk. And his four children all died. And his wife was actually found like floating on a plank, very Titanic-like, right? You know, out. He was, she was rescued. So she ends up in England and sends him a telegram. And it starts with the line, saved alone. What shall I do? And it's, the story goes that he actually framed that telegram. So he set sail for England. And during the voyage, the captain of his ship knew of what he'd lost and actually pointed out to him the spot where the shipwreck had happened and his children had perished. So as Horatio thought about his daughters, he actually was filled with words of comfort and hope and wrote them down and they became a famous hymn that we still sing today and it's called it is well with my soul when peace like a river attendeth my way when sorrows like sea billows roll think about that when sorrows like sea billows roll he's talking about the waves that drowned his daughters whatever my lot Thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, 
though trials should come, lest this, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his blood for my soul. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. And Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be sight, the clouds be rolled back as a scroll, the trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend, even so. It is well with my soul. And you know the chorus, it is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Right, so go listen to that song. And I want you to think about how can your heart be comforted through these words? And how can you actually bring hope and comfort to other people? What storms have you come through or are you in that you could stop and speak to, saying, regardless of how your waves toss me, regardless of the wind blowing at me, regardless of the ships in my way setting course to sink me, it is well with my soul. Because Jesus alone is my hope and my anchor. He went on to have other children and lost another child, actually, to sickness again after that. And I think of how we, we listen to songs like this and we think that the people who wrote these hymns probably wrote them from a place of real peace and maybe even ease in their lives. But when you look back at Amazing Grace and all of these incredible hymns, it, there was never, these songs didn't come out of ease of life. They didn't come out of comfort. In the natural sense, they came from a place usually of suffering and despair and what could have been deemed hopelessness, but someone decided to pen it and, and put, the, put the pencil, the ink on the paper and take what was going on in their lives and deepen their soul and turn it to the Lord and invite their spirit to rise up. And bless the Lord. Their spirit rose up and commanded their souls, we will bless the Lord. Like David said, oh my soul, bless the Lord. And that's what these songs do is they actually turn us around and they give us new thoughts to think. And what if you thought that in the midst of your storm, it is well with your soul? What if you actually thought that instead of thinking in the midst of your storm, everything is terrible. What if you decided to not think that things are terrible and hopeless anymore and actually think a new thought and think, wow, it is well. My spirit is alive and redeemed by Jesus. My soul is being restored and he is with me. My body has the blood of Jesus coursing through it. My DNA has been changed as a believer in Christ. And I have hope. I have eternal hope. What if you think on new thoughts and transform your belief system and sing this song 
and find other songs that give you life. And instead of listening to music that brings you down, listen to music that lifts you up. What if it was possible? (laughs) So I hope you have a great rest of your day because you know what? It really is well with your soul.